Properties Real Estate. Skins, Managing Director of Strategic Property Group and the host of Perth Property Show. I reckon if people are selling a house and the fence is a little dodgy, people go, I don't care, I'll pay to fix it up, just sell me your house. That's very true. But do you know, fun fact, actually really unfun fact, Okay. and I've gone through this a couple of times in what we do at Strategic, if, you're, if you've got a fence, uh, good afternoon, by the way. Good afternoon. <laughs> no, no, we're straight into it. Yeah, straight yeah. In. If, if you've got a fence with your neighbour that is uh, not straight in line with uh, where the property line is. Let's say that it goes into your property or is in sitting in your property. I don't know, let's say it's 30 centimetres, right? And it's been like that for more than 12 years. Then legally under common law via a term called adverse possession, your neighbour owns that land that is sitting in between the proper property boundary and where the fence is. It's called adverse possession. So someone got an extra 30 centimetre because the person laying the fence just didn't do the measures right. And, and no like- one fixed it. Essentially, that yeah, we've, so, we've been through that a couple of times on both sides of the equation, unfortunately, and that's a real doozy one because if you're looking to, for example, do a development mm-hmm. or you're put, looking to put your pool or your house right up onto the boundary and then you go, oh, look, Steve, do you mind if we fix that fence up? I'll pay for it. No worries, whatever I'm doing. And that, you know, they often have the right to go and say, well, mate, the fence has been there for more than 12 years. That it's my land is now. actually my land now. Yeah. Do people, I don't know, this is going to sound Yes, crazy, people do, have do, done do, that, yes. But do people squibble over, like, that much land? Like, well, it's I think if you just Googled that, you would see, especially in the western suburbs where they're very litigious about things and they have more money than they know what to do with, they certainly squibble, squibble over 10 centimetres of land. Uh, yep, Jimmy's shaking, no, nodding his head there. He's heard it. He's seen it. Wow. It happens. <laughs> and they spend a lot more money in court than the value of the land itself or than the cost of the fence, that's for All sure. All right, well, we're writing a few different scripts for our show. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give it to the bosses at nine, see if they like my idea. Okay, executive yeah. producer, Julianne Spry. Yeah, we'll just see how we go. We're here to help our friends at nine. And we're also here to help you. If you've got a property-related question, you can give us a call, one double three. 882. Trent, at the back end of the program last week, we had someone get in touch to say, how do I improve my situation? I'm in the market to buy a home. Obviously, people are finding it very frustrating. There's lots of people turning up, putting in offers, multiple offers and getting rejected. So I want to have a chat to you about the advice for those people. What can they put in their toolkit? What do they need to be doing Mm. in a market like this where you're up, the competition's hot? It is as hot as it's ever been. The stats will say we're right back to where we were uh, just before Christmas. Had 820 transactions last week. That is pretty much on par with where it was this time last year. But what is the real kicker here, and and if you listen to this segment a lot, you'll recognize the trend. A year ago, we had 7,200 properties on the market. We have 3,800 properties on the market this week. Great. Good times. We're trying to get one of those. There are 2,000 fully detached homes on uh, on the market. Okay. And so what I'm seeing, you know, I have the different apps that I follow. I just, I'll just, I like spending my evenings having a look at different properties. Don't we all? And that's probably one of the reasons there's only 3,800 properties on the market. Wouldn't you? But what I'm noticing a lot too is home open, under offer, home open cancelled, under offer, Mm. home open cancelled. So you're not even getting the opportunity to go. And I appreciate if you're going to a home open, I would imagine you've got to be writing up an offer there and then I think the average transaction is just over a week yep. from hitting the market right. to selling. Um, so what can and should people be doing to get themselves ahead of the pack? Okay. So the first thing you want to make sure you're doing, if you are not a genuine cash buyer, is which is most people these days, mm. is making sure that you have your finance approved. Now you want to go to a mortgage broker for that. A mortgage broker will give you the opportunity to 
uh, have 40 different banks' policies uh, matched to you and recognize that between uh, the bank with the lowest serviceability, if that's going to be your factor mm -hmm. that's holding you back, and the highest serviceability in the way they assess you. I, I've seen, for example, someone with a $450,000 loan that X bank will give you mm -hmm. and Y bank will give you a $700,000 yep. loan, right? And so if you go straight to your direct bank you've been with since you were six years old, uh, which I, you know, I'd been with one bank for a long time uh, for a while there, that could really skew what your affordability is and where you can play the game. Now, once you've figured that out, you've got your pre-approval. Some people, and I'm not advising this, but some be frank, a lot of people these days are now foregoing the finance clause because they've got their pre-approval in their hand for a certain price point. Mm -hmm. And you are now competing with a lot of people who are who are offering cash terms. So no no get out clause with, with not getting finance. So that is a way you can compete with a cash buyer. So you don't have cash in your bank, but you've got a pre-approval for finance. But yep. sure, I don't know, that fills me with fear. And that's why I'm not advising it. But I promise you that a good quarter of every transaction happening at the moment Every, every week of all the transactions are happening with cash terms. We see it with our settlement agency, right? Where it'll be a cash offer in 45 days and there's still a bank involved. We see it all the time. So it's happening all the time. So just to underscore, so the risk there is that you are, you're on the hook. So if you've put in an offer like that yes, and it's up to you to find the money, do people sort of, I guess if you've gone through the process, you've seen a mortgage broker, you've got pre-approval, you feel pretty confident. Yeah, well, we haven't seen it personally fall over for that reason before when they have put mm. those terms down. But the risk there is that uh, you would lose your deposit and or you and you could be sued if you don't end up yeah. performing on that contract by the owner if they therefore the contract falls over and they sell it for a price less than what you agreed to pay for it which in this market is actually quite a low risk given the market is moving 1% a month right now and the transaction time after going through up to settlement day and then default would be a good few months before people really start getting serious uh Chances but that is that slim. is it, it is slim chances, but but it would cer certainly is still um, you know, some would consider it to be a ballsy move. But that is what you're up against if you're playing the vanilla game right now, looking for 30 days finance, 30 days settlement. I'll talk to the bank; it's all good. Mm. Uh, that's you know you have those conversations with a real estate agent right now, and you're up against people who are cash offer, genuine cash or uh, cash offer based on. Uh, based on having already a pre-approval and being happy to forego that that get-out clause, uh, then you're really not competing. The next point is uh, make sure that uh, you know you, you, you. For example, a lot of people advise you to get a termite and building and in, in, in pest inspection. Uh, often, what you could do there is uh, is uh, a lot of the sellers actually these days are providing that just to take that away, mm. that, that risk there. Or you put a little budget together for, let's say, 10 homes worth of $400 of, of assessments and go and get these assessments done within the first day of it coming on the market. So you can actually get ahead and not offer and provide an offer with those, again, those conditional terms put on there. Hang on a second. So the house comes to market, so you can get in touch with the agent and say, can I get a pest inspection today so I can make sure my offer is ready yep. to go and yep. I'll do it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. It helps take away, again, friction on, on that part of, the of those terms as well. And then finally, what is happening a lot in the market right now on the seller's side is that, and this is why a lot of sellers aren't actually selling at all. There'd be at least 10,000 properties right now, I think, that should or could be on the market that are not because sellers aren't ready to sell or don't have any confidence that they can because they don't have the confidence to, that they can buy somewhere yeah. and they don't want to be homeless, right? So... Uh, 
a lot of the time you think a seller wants really quick settlement terms and that can be the case quite often. But the other side of the coin, which is quite often is uh, where they would actually prefer to have all the freedom in the world, either through a rent back or a free rent back uh, to have uh, or a really extended settlement term to have all the time they need to go, look, I know I'm going to get $870,000 for my property. Now, because the buyer is, has been so generous and kind and, and flexible, I want to go with that offer of eight. I went with that offer of eight seventy instead of eight eighty, for example, mm-hmm. because they have given me all the flexibility for the next six months, for example, yep. to either sell, transact it now, have the cash in the bank, and rent back, or to have a flexible settlement term that is maybe six months from now. And so that's a discussion you can have with the agent to say we're very keen on this property. We can move. We can do quick settlement terms. Yep. However, if this seller wants to, for whatever reason, I'm prepared. To wait a bit longer. I know, I know uh, someone who this has happened to fairly recently where they've they've been successful. Their their offer for a property has been successful, but the conditions on the offer is that the owner needs to be able to buy another property by, it's just like a six month window. So mm. that owner then has this, I guess, right to terminate the contract because if they don't find that property, well, then the property is not yep. going to go to these owners. But at the same time, they just might find that property. Yeah. And, and look, at the, at the end of the day, it's about focusing as a buyer on what are the parameters, what are the priorities of the seller? And it's not always price. Certainly they want a good price, but often we're seeing both through the buyer's agency side and the settlement side at Strategic, we're seeing those priorities be a, a rainbow of priorities. Uh, and that's where the winner is coming in. Uh, and then obviously you've got the, those relationships you can build with the local agents. You would notice that most suburbs will have a local agent who is selling probably half of those properties in that suburb. You'd recognize them. You see them at the home open every week if you're, <laughs> if you're a buyer who is really active in the market. Yep. Build those relationships. Be very respectful. Be very likable. Make the agent want you, want to yep. solve your problem because it is fulfilling as an agent to help. This is what they'll say, you know what a sales agent will say that their biggest fulfillment is being able to help people match their homes with their lives, right? If you can be a good story for them to come home to their their partner and say, yeah, I did a good thing today, help them be a partner, fulfill that story if that makes sense. Turn up to the home open, borrow someone else's kids, create the... <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I'm not, I'm not advocating that exactly. at all. Exactly. If you've got a property question, one double three eight eighty two. I'm going to ask you uh, this question. We'll head to the break. I'll get your response when we come back. But Brad says, we are thinking of selling in Willerton, moving to Margaret River. Mm. The property growth in WA is predicted to continue in the year ahead. But what is the forecast for areas like Margaret River and will it outpace Perth? Brad's kind of worrying, wondering what to do with his property. I'll get your response when